Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Twisted Trio podcast. I'm your host, Brennan, call me Nighthawk Weber, here with... Richard Dragon Medina. And what is up, Rick A? You know... A lot. A lot. Uh, actually, no, not that much. Um, just been home lately, taking care of my son, being a doing the new thing as a as a, a home as a dad, dad arenos as a dad areno, right? And uh, actually, had might be traveling to California tonight after Ooh. Amber gets off work. So it's exciting. Gonna go see the fam. Yeah, well, um, one of my cousins is having a wedding. So it seems like every time I talk to you, you're going somewhere for a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's married life, bro. True, this is true. <laughs> that's what that's what you do in the meantime. You just go to weddings. You know, you're like, oh, you know what? What is what's today? Saturday. You know, I wonder if there's any weddings happening in the area. And you just take off and go to a wedding, crash a wedding. You know, sounds like fun, dude. Free food, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, aside from that, um, new runes, runes reforged is out, and blue essence is out. Mm-hmm. I I think you have experienced slightly more of that than I have. I haven't jumped in to get my first match. What are you, what are your thoughts so far? Yeah, so the one game of Aram I played, um, <laughs> uh, it seems kind of cool. Uh, if you're not really paying attention, like, uh, like the first couple times, I wasn't paying attention to what the other team was doing. Mm. So, like, I was up against the Lux. I was in Italy. Uh, I was up against the Lux, and she had the arcane, the one that, like, threw the, like, arcane blast at you mm-hmm. um, that you can dodge. Almost like a Thunderlords, but, like, an AoE Thunderlords. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty fucking strong if she hits her snare on you. Uh, because it hits multiple people and the blast radius is just a little bit smaller than her E. So she does quite a bit of damage now. Um, I was talking to Jared yesterday and Morgan is the same way. Like, uh, it's, it's devastating if you use that with, uh, Morgana. Granted, the damage isn't like too incredible. It's literally like a, um, Thunderlords proc, but like, it's just a little extra damage. But there's a lot of cool things on there, you know, like an extra 20 burn damage uh, or extra burn damage every 20 seconds. Um, I think I had the flash one up as my secondary to where like when flash is down, I could proxy the flash or Mm -hmm. buffer the flash. And I never used it because I was an ARAM. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to just use all of them and see how they work. Uh, It would be pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'm. Um, I'm looking forward to using them too. So wait, with the so, this is something I just noticed while you were talking. Um, they changed Thunderlords to make it to where it's harder to proc for champions who are taking advantage of things like um, damage over time, kind of like Morgana with her her um, her soil, her, yeah. her soil, and Malzahar or Timo uh, getting a poison dart on you. Like people would really take advantage of it, so they changed it, and then they added this this arcane strike or arcane blast one to the game that it's just you get one ability down on a person and it strikes them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, I think they they originally were going to take it away from Morgana, 
but they left it uh, with that Thunderlich proc. And the reasoning behind it was like, you there's counterplay to the soil. Like if you don't stand in the soil, then don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but with a dot that is already implied, like Singe Poison or Teemo Poison, like you can't dodge it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the difference. Because I did notice that. Or from what Jared was telling me anyway, that um, that mechanic is still in the game mm-hmm. for Morgana specifically. But I know I do know the a reading about it. They took away from like Timo and um, Singe. Timo and Singe were the two of the ones that I remember, and um, Cassiopeia. So, but yeah, but yeah. You, they could just block it by attacking you once. Yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 going to be fun just relearning all these because there's so many different like things that you could do. Um, I'm so interested to see. Uh, as of right now, you can't change it in Champ Select, which is really odd to me because I thought the whole idea of it was yeah. They, the whole thing that they announced, like when you first open up the client after they made the change, was like, hey, you could make changes to it in Champ Select. And yeah. Well, my, my thinking my thinking of it is that maybe maybe it's so brand new that they want everyone they don't just want you to uh, like change shit while you're in champ select and then fuck yourself over. So they give you the four generic ones, and then you can I, test those I, out, I, see how you like them, and then you know maybe spend actual time looking at each one, seeing which one you want, not while in champ select because. You do have to read through all of them to see what they do. Because, I, I mean, we went over them, what, a month or two ago? And I, I have no idea what they do anymore. Like, I don't remember the names. So, yeah. is is about a month ago. Did they say whether or not there is a limit to how many we can make? Oh, okay. So, four. So, they have the five generic ones. And then, additionally, we can make four is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And that could, I mean, that could change in the future, obviously. We we so. literally have two and a half months of uh, preseason. Well, mm-hmm. I guess two months. So the new season starts January 16th for yeah. anyone. But, I mean, yeah. So them making it to where you can't change it in Champion Select for right now, I think is fine because everyone, we just can't remember right now. We aren't there yet, but we will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. But that's not what we're talking about today. Oh, what are let me we talk about today, Brennan? Hold up. Hold up. I got to talk to you real quick, boo boo. Okay. Two things. First thing, uh, I have Assassin's Creed, the new one. And I fucking, Origin? I fucking love it, dude. I love this game so much. Oh, man. It's so pretty. It's so good. What uh, era of Egypt are you in? Are we talking like Tutankhamen? Are we talking Cleopatra? Like, where are we? Uh, it's not specific yet. I haven't played far enough to under- to know. Um, all I know is that I'm not, I don't want to give anything away, obviously. But the the gist of it is, you are a magi who protects the pharaoh, and then these yeah. mass these mass men uh, murdered your son, and now you became an assassin. So you're just kind of like going around but it's fucking cool because the map is ginormous and i've only been to three cities so far and in between each city you're literally wandering the desert 
And while you're wandering the desert, you literally see mirages of things. And as you get up to them, they're not there anymore. And it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Because, like, there's a bunch of, like, dudes in white cloaks just standing there pointing away. Then you go that way and it's the wrong way. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? And it's so creepy. Uh, but it's good, dude. I love this game. It's so, it's so um, good. Is there a fast travel in it? There is. Once you um, have you played Assassin's Creed before? Yes. Yeah, I played the first. I guess technically it's like the first six. Oh, okay. Played, so you play, played, played Assassin's all Creed of them, one, much. Assassin's Creed two, <laughs> Revelations, Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed three. So okay. I guess that's technically the first five. So I played right. all those. I haven't played four. I watched my wife play most of four, but I and I haven't played Unity, um, Syndicate. Or Black Flag. Well, that's that's four. Oh, okay. Four is Black Flag. Four looks awesome. I just haven't played it. Um, well, uh, ba- basically, um, the synchronizations places, um, those are those are now your fast travel ports. Okay. So once you synchronize, you can fast travel to that location. Right. But it's just really cool. And then, uh, you know, loving girlfriend got me the God Edition, so I have a giant fucking box um and inside a statue i did i did i got a the fucking figurine to, oh i think it's as big as my easy figurine i got from worlds so <laughs> uh it's pretty fucking dope and then so that was the first thing second thing cloud nine jacket came in today and i'm so fucking excited it looks so good are you oh sleeping it I, I want to but my dog <laughs> my dogs are very hairy and i don't want it to get all over it <laughs> but uh my girlfriend is definitely not allowed to wear it because I'll never get it back basically. So. <laughs> she she likes it too then. Yeah. Gotcha. So and I still haven't received an email on your uh jersey. So either yeah. they are still making it or they just haven't shipped it. I don't know. There, but, what here's what's going to happen. You're going to receive the email in about 3 days. Saying, like, sorry, we aren't going to make you this jersey because this team doesn't exist anymore. Pick a new one. <laughs> they, they just they just send me, like, a TSM or uh, some, another jersey. Like, sorry, we ran out of the Immortals jersey because they no longer are a team. Um, so here you go. I'm sure this is the same thing, right? I wouldn't. I would not be happy. If, if they sent you, if they sent you a TSM jersey and you were like, "Sorry, man, they just sent a TSM jersey," I'd be like, "And they send it for like Sven Skarin or something like that." I'd be like, "This is unacceptable." I, have I don't want that Riot. shit. I have to contact Riot right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so moving on to that. Today we're talking about worlds, and we've missed quite a bit. Uh, as far as talking about it, but we have not missed all the games. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about all of them. (laughs) Basically, we're just going to do a quick recap, starting with Worlds uh, group stage, and then we'll go to to quarters, semis, and then we'll talk about finals, because Ricky and I watched those together. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. Yep. So. You want me to start off by listing off the group stage? Uh, yeah. So you yeah. can just, basically how it is in the doc, just go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, so out of group A in the group stage, we had SKT taking first place with five wins, one loss. Second place went to Cloud9 with three wins, three losses. 
Same as last year, by the way. And then third place was a tie between AHQ Esports Club with <laughs> two wins, four losses, and Ed- Edward Gaming with two wins, four losses. I think you, I think you said that wrong. It's definitely club. So. <laughs> oh, it is club. <laughs> it is club. Uh, okay, let me get this right. AHQ Esports Club. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, in Group B, we had Longshoe Gaming taking first place with six wins and zero lock losses. Very dominant. And then second place went to Fnatic with four wins, four losses. How did that happen? Uh, and then last place was tied up. Oh, I guess secondly it wasn't tied up. Third place went to Gigabyte Marines with two wins, five losses. And Immortals rounded out the ass end of that with two wins, five losses. Um, moving on to Group C, Royal never gave up. To, took first place, which was awesome. They had five wins, one loss. Samsung Galaxy took second place with four wins, two losses. Uh, G2 Esports took three wins, three losses in third place. And then 19... 19- Nineteen oh seven Fenerbahce East Four took fourth place with zero wins and six losses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finally group D. Uh out of first place in group D, we had Team WE with five wins, one loss. Misfits Gaming took second place with four wins, three losses. TSM took third place with three wins, four losses, and Flash Wolves took one win and five losses in fourth place. Now, what do you have to say about that, Brennan? <laughs> um, uh, so we'll start with Group A, right? So the two that came out are SKT and Cloud9. SKT first, obviously, Cloud9 second. Um, this has been the worst SKT has ever looked in Worlds, um, as far as Group Stage is concerned, obviously. That's all we're talking about at this moment. Um, they just look, they have a very, very shaky early game, but they have such a dominant late game that it doesn't matter, especially in, uh, this group. Um, the thing to note here is that Edward Gaming is technically the second best team out of this group, but because they did so terribly their first week, they couldn't pull it out in the second week. Um, their, um, their AD carry iBoy is like a fucking god. I've never seen an AD carry play so fucking well. Um, I think he honestly, uh, I think behind Ruler and Mystic, he was probably the best AD carry at this Worlds tournament. Uh, I guess Uzi, sorry. I think it would go uh, Ruler, Uzi, Mystic, and then iBoy. But for a rookie, he, I mean, like you have, you know, Cody Sun. And other rookies at this uh, event, and he sh- he looked like a fucking veteran. He looked really fucking good. Uh, mm-hmm. Sad to see the EDG didn't get out, but my boys Cloud Nine got in, so I'm okay. Um, AHQ Esports did actually a lot better than I thought they were, just because uh, their region alone was like doubted as the absolute worst, almost as worse as uh, what do they call them? Emerging regions. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but they played a little better, um, and we'll get to their counterparts in a minute. So, uh, interesting stuff. Uh, Cloud9 got out by the skin of their teeth, but they did the same thing last year. 
Uh, but they're the only North America team to get out of groups again. So, whatever. Uh, moving on to Group B, Longju Gaming looked uh, super dominant in every single fucking game they played. Only one game they kind of had a mishap, which was against the Gigabyte Marines. But that's because the Gigabyte Marines are fucking... You think that they're going to cheese you, but they don't. And that's when it's like, whoa, that, that's cheese in itself, you know, because this fucking team. <laughs> um, yeah, funny enough, Gigabyte Marines, like, almost win over Longju. It wasn't actually, like, meta draft, meta pick, and meta play. Pretty strange. But, uh, so yeah, Longju comes out 6-0 and looking like the strongest team in the tournament. Uh, Fnatic actually doing the fucking reverse. I don't even would, I don't, I don't think you would call it the reverse sweep. They went 0-4, um, and then they came back and just did not lose a game after their one loss against Longju uh, in Week 2. So pretty pretty good run by them. Nice to see uh, Fnatic pull it out. The team that I did want to see get through uh, was Gigabyte Marines. I thought they played amazingly. Um, the fact that their support player from last year is now their top laner was a big reason why they didn't get out. But the rest of them, they had such good games. Um, really good uh, plans coming into it, like the uh, Nocturne getting help with his um, top laner. They did a, 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 not a roll swap, a lane swap, kind of like how they used to do in Season 4. Uh, or was it Season 5? I can't remember. Anyway. They, they, they rotated the lanes, and then they fed the crap out of their Nocturne for a speedy victory. <laughs> yeah, so basically, uh, Nocturne was level 6 at 6 minutes and was able to turn around a gank, and he just snowballed from there, getting a triple kill. Uh, really fun to see. I, I think teams like this are teams that we need to see. They definitely have that hype factor, and you have no idea what the fuck they're going to bring. I think it's really good. Immortals, uh, Immortals looked pretty okay the first week, and then the second week... Not so much. Nerves killed them. Or at least that's what that's what the caster says, is that nerves killed them. I think yeah. I think it they're that's definitely a factor. Their confidence just kind of flushed down the drain in the second week. They had mm -hmm. no confidence after like they won pretty well. They did pretty well in the first week. Right? And then they went into the second week with no confidence. Yeah, I mean they only lost odd. to Longju the first yeah. the first week, so that's pretty fucking good. I so, mean, granted, their win against Fnatic was because Reckless Flash and tried to kill Pull Belter, um, mm -hmm. and then their win against Gigabyte Marines was you know against Gigabyte Marines. But then you come back around, and then the second time they play Gigabyte Marines, they lose because they have no idea what to do against an Urgot top, which. Yeah. Is I mean, granted, yeah, they're at Worlds and whatever, but, I mean, where have they been in solo queue? That shit is everywhere in solo queue, and you yeah. don't know how to play against it? That doesn't, it just, it just threw them off guard, and they just were not ready for it. Well, um, that, that kind of falls to flame, though, at that, that point. That's true. But, I mean, flame, you, flame I mean, also... Run away with the game, essentially. Yeah, but you, you also have Xmithy, who keep, who keeps trying to go top and, like, help... When, you know, I honestly think Urgot is probably the best in a 2v2 skirmish, in a 2v1 skirmish, where yeah. he's the one. Um, I think the other one you could say would be, like, Kale, or maybe, like, a Master Yi. Yeah. Um, but, 
yeah, it just and they just kept trying to kill him and they could not. Um, Gigabyte Marines turned that, tried to use that same playstyle against Fnatic and Fnatic, you know, a, a notable team know how to play against it and they they just don't let it happen. They don't let him get uh, tanky enough. So, um, but yeah, kind of kind of sad. Um, it was Immortals' first year going. It was um, they had Cody Sun was a rookie. I guess all the other ones weren't rookies, but technically a rookie roster because how many of these people have really been to Worlds, right? I guess that's not true either because they all have. Yeah. Flamesbin, Pole Belter. Oh, wow. Okay, so everyone but Cody Sun. So this was Cody Sun's first Worlds. Yeah, and that, that's that's upsetting because he's never going to live down that fucking um, turret dive, which is really sad. But, he's um, also never going to live down the feeding Ixmithy to the enemy team. Yeah. Well, that's all That's all part of the same play, so... But, like, um, it was all one play that won Fnatic that game. Yeah. It was all one push, so... And if, if they would have won that game, they would have solidified themselves as the second seed, but yep. they couldn't. Uh, sad. But not as sad as Group D, but uh, let's go to Group C real quick. Uh, Roll Never Give Up looked so good. Holy cow. Uh, their one loss was against two uh, G2 Esports, and G2 looked really good in that game. Uh, sad to see G2 Esports going 3-3, three and three, the same as Cloud9, and still not getting out. But then you have Samsung Galaxy coming in second. Um, they didn't look as strong, especially in this. They definitely looked like the weakest um, Korean team, which says a lot because SKT was pretty weak too. Um, but Samsung was just biding their time. Yeah, basically. Uh, sad to see G2 Esports. Uh, Zven did a, a um, interview with Shocks at the end of their G2 1907 game. And, um, yeah, he was just crying and felt bad for him. But yeah. in the end, like, you know, yeah, they got put into a tough group. It was the same group TFSM was in last year. And, you know, but they don't. They're not looked upon like TSM, so I don't think they have anything to worry about. Um, mm -hmm. It's just sad to see. Um, yep, and then we'll go to Group D, the most disappointing group in Group D. Uh, so t fucking Team WE goes first in this, which was, you know, you could say, because they said they were probably the best uh, Chinese team, the analysts were saying. But Misfits Gaming... Doing the impossible. Um, Coming in second. Basically, yeah. And they just, they just destroyed. Um, they just understood their strengths and their, and their opponent's weaknesses and played to them. I mean, they had a couple flops where, you know, the, they played uh, Yasao into TSM and got raped by it. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, so a couple things like that. Not too sure what's going on, but I mean, they they pulled it out really good, and we'll talk about them in the next uh, section, obviously, because it was amazing. Um, but Misfits looking really, really good, um, and they are all rookies. They, their team started in January, and they're here, and they're on the world stage, and they're not flopping at all. Like their first game was like all nerves, you could tell, but here, I mean. They're here, and they did well. So congrats mm -hmm. to the Misfits getting out. TSM, 
uh, kind of devastating, honestly. Um, it, uh, I'm not a big fan about everyone talking about drafting. Uh, they did have drafting mistakes, but I mean, it's, it's just this team. Uh, honestly, I think it has more to do with, uh, society. Um, I'm being philosophical, obviously, but, um, if you tell a team that when they go to the world stage on the biggest stage ever for this kind of competition, and you say that you expect them to get first place, like no matter what, Mm -hmm. that is a lot to put on people, especially like an entire continent, right? So, because all North America is like, oh yeah, TSM is a shoe in Well, TSM hasn't played against Team WE or Team Misfits or even Flash Wolves. They haven't played to their caliber. They don't know what they do. And a lot I think a lot of it has to do with the stress of like, oh shit, we need to do this. And they just flopped. I mean that's I mean, I love Bjergsen. I think he's one of the best mid laners, but when it comes to it, he's the same as Faker. He does not have a team around him that could step up when they need to step up. And Faker and, Faker and Bjergsen have a problem with keeping their team together, trying to shot call, but yeah, it didn't it didn't work out for TSM. So uh, sad to see. I really excited to see what kind of uh, mix up they do because it, you know their their goal was to win worlds with this roster. They had an elite roster and they just couldn't get it done. So we'll see we'll see what the changes they make and. Um, yeah, and then Flash Wolves, uh, their only win was against TSM, a faltering TSM, so uh, who knows. Still looking pretty bad. I think AHQ did better than Flash Wolves, like, and all. Yeah. So that's my take on the groups. Um, so yeah. Anything you want to add to it? Uh, no, because I want to get into... Uh... Quarters? Quarterfinals, man. <laughs> cool. I was, so I was thinking of something, and then I was like, "Nah, quarterfinals were more more of a ish for me." So yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll do quarterfinals now. So the first one was Thursday, October nineteenth. That was Longju versus Samsung Gaming. Yeah. What's your take? Huh? I said, "What's your take?" What's my take? Um. Mm-hmm. So Samsung played very well. And really, how well? Well, they three O stomped Longju Gaming, huh? Best team Strange. in Korea, three O stomped them, mm-hmm. which is not something I was ready for. But when it happened, I was I thought to myself, um, hmm. Apparently, Samsung was paying attention to everyone during group stage because they they took them apart like. They took them apart quickly. <laughs> well, like, the the thing that's crazy is they did it with generic picks, right? They did it with meta picks. Um, I think... Um, I think... I, I don't have it in front of me. I'll break but, it. But uh, right. Ambition played Sejuani all three games, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe Ruler played Trisana all three games. Like, why? Why do you do that? I mean, mix it up a bit. You know what I mean? Like, it, uh, we'll get to it in the Cloud9 game, but it's it's one of those things where, like, yeah, you lost to it, and you think, well, that's probably not the issue. But it, that, that doesn't matter. You need to... It's all, So, 
a five game series is all about momentum, right? Mm-hmm. If you constantly keep winning on a certain champion and your bands and stuff aren't working already to win the game prior to that, why not switch up your bands and focus on these other carries and try to get them off that champion that they just did so well with? Because who knows, maybe they might have a bad virus day or a bad Kogma day. You know what I mean? Like everybody has those like <laughs> bad days where like, because I mean, it's, it's stylistically a completely different champion. Say you go Tristana, uh, they're your first two games, and all you're doing is you're rocket jumping in because you know you have enough damage and you're going to kill them. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, let's take the Tristana or ban the Tristana, and now you play Kogma. You cannot do that as Kogma, you know. But you're you're two games in on the state on the big stage, trying to hop in and kill people. Now as Kogma, you're thinking like, oh, do I play back? Do I play forward? Like I, I understand it's a lot different for like professionals and like they probably have a sense. <laughs> But, like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, take them off of what they were currently doing and doing so well and make them backtrack a little bit. That's something that I, I was, kind of just boggles my mind because there's OP picks, but we have 10 bands now. We have legit 10 bands. Um, oh, no, we don't. Yeah, we do. 10 bands. Fucking use one so, for them. Just use one. So, um, so game one. So the two picks that stay... Throughout the entire, um, the entire three rounds is the Tristana and the Sejuani, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, in game run one, Kuve played Kenan out of the top lane, and then Crown played. I, I forgot who played out of the mid lane, but he played X out of the mid lane, and then there. Well, was, I know one game that Crown played. Um, he played Lissandra into Talia. That was the last game. That yeah, was the third one. So, yeah. So in. He pl- in the first game he played uh, what was Malzahar out of mid lane, and then mm-hmm. Rakan on poor JJ out of bottom. Right. The second game comes around. Kuve took Shen. We still had the the Sejuani in the jungle. We had Crown on uh, on Talia, and then Core JJ took Tarek, which we know is an extremely strong pick especially once we get into late game and he has the ability to invincible his entire team. Game three, the only different pick that they took from game two was the Lissandra. Everything else was the exact same. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. Samsung, Samsung essentially beat them because... I don't know, Longju's cocky? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, they just didn't... They, did, they didn't mix up their plan at all. They're just, they just assumed that they were going to, you know, play the same they were the entire time. Yeah. Against against the worst... They, I mean, granted, this they could have got... They did get the worst draw of this. They played... They were the best and the strongest team coming into it, and they played against in the very first round of quarterfinals against someone who knows them intimately, meaning that they probably scrimmed them. You know, they, they played at least two games against them during the normal, the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you only have one style, it's not that hard to figure out, you know, Oh shit. If we pick meta picks and the reason they're meta is because they're so fucking dominant. And then we just know how to play our game. You can no longer play your game. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Now, something I have to ask you is, do you think this was... Do you think Samsung getting second at a group stage was part of their strategy going into the quarterfinals so that that way they'd be able to bump off another Korean team? Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I think uh, if you're Samsung in group stage, you don't want to face a Korean team. Like, you don't <laughs> want to face any of them. Because Samsung looked the worst out of all three of them. Like, legit. Yes. And we didn't yes. know if they... But like they could for a reason. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you... All right, let's get those tinfoil outs out, you know what I mean? Like, um, Just say no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Knowing what we know, how this tournament ends. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Samsung stomped Longju. It was awesome. Uh, watching the highlights of that match, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But... That being said, let's move on to Friday's match, which was October 20th, and it was SKT T1 versus Misfits Gaming. And what were your thoughts on this, Brennan? Uh, what, did, what did this come down to? What did this so, match go to? So this went 3-2 uh, in SKT T1's favor. Um, Misfits not looking very good in the first game, I should tell you. Uh, so the first game goes in near perfect game probably a perfect game actually from skt just destroys misfits in game one i think they maybe traded one tower and then skt took the rest of it so everyone's like oh shit 3-0 and then everyone's like okay well what does misfits got to do and the casters were even like or not the casters the analyst was like misfits need to play misfits game that's the only way you can beat skt is if you don't play skt's game and what do they do? So Ignar comes out and they pick the Blitzcrank. Oh, okay. That's that's different. Well, Ignar landed 98% of his hooks mm-hmm. and won them the game. Single-handedly grabbed who he needed to grab and won them the game. He even grabbed a faker out of Valkyrie and, <laughs> and they won the game. So yeah. that was game two. Hype. Everyone's like, oh, crap, this is crazy. Whatever. You know, SKT usually uses loses one game. And we got like Faker this. doing neck rolls. Yeah. No, uh, basically. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so, and then the third game rolls around. What do they do? So this is the weird one for me. Uh, Bang chooses... Vane, Vane Lulu as SKT's bot lane. But the even weirder one is that uh, Ignar plays Leona. And not only did he play Leona, he played Fervor Leona. So anyone who, I mean, obviously I didn't know about it, so maybe the other team didn't know about it. But let me just, let me just throw this out there real quick, right? If I, if, if me and you load up into a game, you see I'm playing Fervor Leona and you're playing an AD carry, what do you assume I'm trying to do? Mm. Probably try to get an early advantage. Oh, weird. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, when does Fervor Leona ever come into fruition late game, right? Yeah. Like, legitimately, if you would have pressed tab, saw that Fervor Leona was there... 
you know that she wants to fight early. She wants to get the kills early and snowball the lane and just snowball the game. Why in the world do you pick a fight like that going into it? Because he lost to Ignar. Like, legit, it was him versus Ignar, and Ignar won because of Fervor Leona. Yeah, pretty much. Because the AD carry was fighting Lulu, and Lulu was trying to get him off. But, like, legitimately, like, what are you doing? And then on top of it, why the hell do you pick Vayne? Especially in this meta. When <laughs> when the other crit AD carry will out-damage you because you can't get close enough to them. It's just like, it blows my mind. I mean, Uzi does it well, but we'll get to that game, too. Um, so yeah, so bot lane did really terrible, uh, this game, kind of just the whole league got snowballed, and they ended up winning, um, Aaron's like, oh shit, here they come, they're gonna win, uh, but then SKT bring it back, um, they win game four, and then they win game five, and SKT is crowned the quarterfinal champion of that match, and, uh, but it was really good to see, um, like, really good to see Misfits. They actually were one uh, dragon, Elder mm-hmm. Dragon fight away from winning. If they could have secured that dragon, and um, Max Floor has said this multiple times, and he's kind of, like, feels really bad about it. But if he would have secured that, they would have had the damage to just turn around and kill them before Huni could have finished his teleport to clean them up. And... Um, so that's crazy. Crazy even think that SKT could not even be into semifinals in a world. So, um, really good by them. Um, I don't know how much of it it is of the world stage because we've seen teams do like really well. Uh, G2, for example, do really well at MSI, especially against SKT. Took them, you know, they, they took one game off SKT at MSI, but then they come back to their region and they just look terrible so let's see how this misfits team handles that kind of pressure coming in yeah and we'll see what they can do um but again i've been saying this forever and like it's i mean it's it's so hard but you you need to find your sorry no you're good you need to find your play style and you need to make other teams play your play style and that's a team skt has always failed to do Cloud9 has always failed to do. CLG has always failed to do. Like, none of our region's teams know to manhandle another team and make them play your style. And it's sad to see. So, um, but yeah, I'll let you talk about uh, RNG versus Fnatic. This was also a pretty hype game. RNG versus Fnatic. Um, Well, RNG was pretty dominant. They, They took the first two games with essential ease. Uh, playing around their star player who is Uzi, and we Uzi I, huh? Get it right. It's Uzi, Uzi I. Get it Uzi right. Uzi I. Okay, Uzi I. But um, yeah, no, they were they were doing great. They had a lot of uh, pressure out of their mid lane with Yahoo, and essentially they were just stomping Fnatic. Now game three rolled around and. It actually came down to a slobber knocker where Fnatic barely took down the Nexus as RNG was respawning out of base and coming to kill them. They just barely got a last hit in, 
and the hype that rolled over Fnatic as they got that last hit on the Nexus. Yeah! And we get this close-up of, uh, I forgot who their mid laner is. RNGs? Yeah. No, Fnatic. On, I it actually might have been Soaz. I think they did a close up of Soaz, like as they did the last tick of the of the Nexus. And he was just like, yeah, and like he's getting super excited over this one win in this series of five. I'm pretty matches. sure that was reckless. He like was stands that? up and he does the the WWE like flex. Yeah, he's flex. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he, we see that they're super hype and it's. The, the image that we're going to get from that is like, oh, they're going to come into round four and they're going to they're going to take this to a five game series. No, RNG come into the, the fourth round. They go, OK, Fnatic, you've had your fun. Get out of here. Whoop, wipe them off the table. Fnatic's out. And so, so and there's a definite storyline here because RNG is a hometown hero. We're playing in China. World tournament is in China and RNG just whoop, get, get fanatic out of here. All right. Let's move on to the real main event, which is semifinals. Um, yeah. And then we had WE versus cloud nine, which, yeah. Uh, was it kind of a similar story? Then cloud nine took one game off of WE. Did they not? It took two games off of It took two games. It was a 3-2, bro. (laughs) Uh, Man. So the thing about this series was um, a lot of fun stuff by Cloud9, a lot of innovation, which uh, I would never have thought coming in. They're always like a play safe, play, you know, not for early, play for late. Team fighting team. Uh, The first first game, they come out with Aurelian-Soul-Shen combo. And it looked really good. They faltered later on. Um, Jensen definitely do- hasn't had enough time on that pick as like a Huhi or um, I can't remember the Korean one, the Korean person who plays it all the time. But um, yeah. but just really nice to see innovation from them. Like looks really good. Um, kind of excited to see them come back and kind of play that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Um, and then, so they lose game one, which they could have won, right? And then game two and game three, they get singed top for impact. Um, and it, it works really well because uh, the enemy team was, Mystic was playing um, uh, Kogma, playing Kogma. And the idea to get Kogma is you just got to get on him and get him into the team. Yeah. So Singe has this new passive where he gets this streamline. So the more champions that he's around, he gains movement speed towards them for a quick second. Mm-hmm. So he throws the he throws his goo, which is now a ground, especially on this patch, is yeah. now ground grounds you. So you cannot flash. You have to walk outside of it. So he grounds you, runs and flips you into the entire team. And Kogma died instantly in at least two of these fights. They clean up and there's nothing they can do. <laughs> uh, Mystic is WE's go-to like he is their carry if he does not carry they do not win so um, so yeah good good shit by them and it actually got a fucking ban in game 4 against them um, so and then um, yeah it it went to game 5 uh, 
Mystic got his Kogma. He got Kogma four games out of the five. Uh, the only game that he didn't play Kogma was... Maybe that's not right. I know he got... In their three wins, they were all Kogma wins. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, um, but like I guess Kogma wasn't the thing. The problem, and everyone's going to point to this, is WE is a Chinese team, and Chinese comps always love J4 Galio. And then an eighty carry that can just dish out damage. And what did they get? They got J four Galio and a Kogma that can just dish out damage. Um and then on top of it, uh nine five seven picked up Nar against Impact Shen, uh, to counteract the Shen. And so every time Impact tried to help the bottom lane because it's so dominant with the J four Galio combo that mm. uh Nar just took all the towers top. Um kind of just slowly killed Cloud9, and then Cloud9 was like, fuck it, we gotta make a play. Didn't work. They lost. And sad. So, um, Cloud9 <laughs> got knocked out. And sad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so just to take away from it, though, like, Cloud9 picked out, pulled out two really, really interesting picks uh, in this. Um, with the Reeling Soul and the, the Singe. Um, really nice to see from them. Really nice, innovative uh, thinking. And if we remember, W and Cloud9 have been at Worlds the longest uh, yeah. because they both played in the playing stage. And so, literally, they've been here for like two months. And uh, just it's just nice to see. They've been uh, hard these two. at work. And, yeah. And I said this, I think I said this to you. I'm not sure if I said it on the podcast. This worlds essentially solidified cloud nine as north america's best international team yep which is pretty good considering that each time that cloud nine has been to worlds psm has also been to worlds but tsm can't hack it and cloud nine can they can make it mm-hmm. further than the group stage yeah i believe this is their third quarterfinals yeah. appearance mm-hmm so, um, but never a semis. Sad never face. a semis. We'll get there one day. Yep. Cool. Sorry. Speaking of semis, let's go into the semifinals. So Ooh. we got uh, SKT T1 versus RNG mm-hmm. and Samsung mm-hmm. versus WE. Now, SKT T1 versus RNG, another super hype game. As Brennan has said, though, SKT hasn't looked too hot this tournament up until this point. They've showed some some early game uh some early game vulnerability they've shown some uh team cohesion vulnerability uh but they have been able to pull off wins now when they went up against rng they lost two games this went three and two and uh and for a little bit there it looked like rng was maybe going to win but then skt did skt things and they won. Now, I don't remember the details quite, so I'm gonna let Brennan take it from here. But this was a slobber knocker. It was it was a throwdown of epic proportions, and it was awesome. So, we're still talking about the SKT. Yeah, RNG. SK, okay, SKT RNG. So this this one is very plain and simple. Faker plays Galio five games. And carries his team, kicking and screaming, 
and drag them through the fucking finish line. Holy shit, this team does not want to win, and we'll get to the finals. This team does not want to win. Faker is the only one that wants to win on this team. It's ridiculous. Um, so the first two games, uh, did they lose? I think they lost the first two games. Is that right? Um, yeah, I believe it was a reverse sweep. Let me let me double check this. Um, it, it, it uh, maybe maybe Fnatic won game two. So I, I think what happened was I think RNG won the first game. I do. I know uh, RNG won the first game. Uh, <laughs> second game, I believe SKT won that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, third game, RNG won that game. So yeah. coming into game four, uh, Blank was playing uh, for the first three games. They pull out Blank and put in Peanut, and Peanut looks a little better than he does um, coming as a sub than he does as a starter. Mm-hmm. He comes in and cleans cleans house, and then they win game uh, games four and five. You can say up until this point, RNG was like, like fuck, we're gonna win. And then <laughs> at game four, it just didn't seem like they had that same mentality anymore. They couldn't. Um, they couldn't pull it back together. So one of the things that I'm going to say about SKT is SKT has endurance. Even if, oh, yeah. you, even if you could beat them with twice in the first three matches, SKT has endurance. You, if you burn out after two wins, if you're if you cannot handle the mental fortitude of getting two wins against SKT, they're going to take you to five games and win because they have so much endurance. They're just able to endure so like they can endure. Two losses easy and just make the comeback and make a reverse sweep if they want. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And because we see it happen so many times during this tournament. I mean, like, even with Misfits. Misfits won two matches against SKT. And we were just like, oh, my gosh, are, are Misfits going to do it? But they just didn't have the endurance to close out that third game and win. So SKT took it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Yeah, honestly... um, it, so say Misfits did win. I don't think Misfits beats RNG. And then RNG Samsung. I still think that's Samsung favored, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, if Misfits could have won SKT, they could have won it all. I don't I don't believe that. But um, anyway, we're, we're, on, we're on a different series here. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was just crazy. And everyone's like, oh, RNG, why would you give Faker Galio? But... At the same time, it's like, why would you want Faker on any other uh, any other champion that actually carries? Like, yeah, Galio's super strong, but it's not because of his Galio that they were technically winning. I mean, the Galio did push his lane constantly and was roaming and was still ahead in CS, but still, um, I I don't I don't agree with that argument. I think. Faker is so much more scarier on his Cassiopeia, on his Rise. Like, he he and... um, uh, Who did he play against? Shao? 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 
Zhao thank you. Yeah. Uh, the mid laner for RNG. Those are the only two people that can actually pull out Rise and make it look useful. And I'm saying that as a Cloud9 fan, and as Jensen played Rise, uh, I think, four times in this entire Worlds tournament. So Yeah, he played it, a lot. Uh, he played it more than he uh, needed to. Yeah. So, that being said, SKT beat RNG. Um, it was nice. It was fun. Uh, it was hyped. Everyone was like, oh, dang, this SKT team still pu- keep pulling it through. Everyone's right. Like, you can't, can't count out SKT. And this was, like, RNG's best hope because they're in China, mm-hmm. in front of the Chinese crowd. They had Chinese backing. But if we remember, RNG got the second seed out of their um, out of their playoffs because they got reverse swept uh, by EDG because they have a problem with finishing games. So this is not nothing new. And it's sad to see because Uzi has never got a title in his hometown or um, or on the world stage. So sad, sad, sad. But we'll go on to uh, Samsung versus WE. Mm-hmm. where um, you can talk about this super boring series. <laughs> Samsung WE. Um, it was a 3-0 stomp, was it not? Did I, did no, I miss it was a 3-1. Well, <laughs> so let, let's just caveat it. So WE played against nobody the first game mm-hmm. and just destroyed everything. And then Samsung... Played against nobody for the next three games. And oh stopped. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so the first first match, WE wins fourteen to one, and then the next three matches. Let's let's see how this went. So we have game two, WE won eleven to seven, or uh, not WE Samsung Galaxy won eleven to seven, and game three comes around. Samsung Galaxy wins ten to one, and Game Four comes around, and Samsung Galaxy wins again ten to seven. Yeah, this, and they won like almost ten thousand gold ahead. So, yeah, pretty much just no one there, no one there on the enemy team. No yeah, big deal. It was it was pretty it was pretty ridiculous, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so then that leads us to the finals. The finals. Mm. Mm. This is uh, this is pretty crazy. Um, so the finals are a repeat of last year's SKT T1 versus Samsung Galaxy. But are they a repeat of last year? Well, let's <laughs> let's get into it, huh? Let's get into it. So how did this? How did the finals end up? What was the finals? Well, well, let's talk about how it began. This oh, is probably the most. This is probably the sickest thing I've ever seen. I didn't see it because I came a little later. Uh-huh. You had fucking Elder Dragon flying <laughs> over the crow's nest, dude. Did, that did was you, so sick. Did you did you go back and watch the video of it? I did. Yeah. And I was like, because when they did the... Um, Jared flipped out, dude. <laughs> I know. He's like, wait, what? I know, he's so... Dude, that, that guy's so funny. Um, uh, I thought... Makes, I, I was just like, no, dude, this it's it has to be computer generated. He's like, no, but is it there? And I'm like, no. <laughs> 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 yeah, he he knows nothing of our like he knows nothing of like our schooling and like how VizFX works. So yeah. it's just but it's uh, in the rig. 
He's like, but it's got shadows. And like, <laughs> I know. He's like, dude, that shit was so real. Like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, we should have been there to see that thing flying around. I was like, ah, oh, we wouldn't have seen it. Um, anyway, would have seen it on the monitor, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I and then uh, I was a little unimpressed by the Legends Never Die. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> live, I think the uh, oh recording they, they is so much better. Over the top. Yeah. They tried to they tried to pat out the, the okay. So that song is less than three minutes long. Oh, I know. And they tried to pad it out to like ten minutes. Yeah, and it's uh last for a long time. The, it literally has like what I think it's only like two two actual lines of dialogue, right? No, that's not true. Mm, no, there's there's at least three three actual like verses. Okay, but, but never mind. Like, but yeah, it's it's very short. It's very short. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, not nothing bad against them. I I love the song actually. I just didn't prefer it live, but that could be because you know it's a giant stage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, so yeah. So then let's fast forward it. Um, we get the no, game no, 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 no. Let's just do game one. Yeah, let's not even tell them the ending. Okay. Game so, one. We're getting into this one pretty heavily. So yeah. uh, as we stated before, Peanut is the starter, and this was a big, big fault of SKT in my opinion Peanut looks so much better when he does not have to be the starting jungler he looks better as a relief almost like a relief pitcher yeah because so, he can watch he can watch the enemy jungler and prepare for it whereas when they start him he kind of goes in blind yep okay so um, I'm just going to run over the picks real quick I don't have them in order um, let, let, me so, let me do it I got this I oh got you got it in order okay cool yeah. Nice. Um, so out of top lane, we have SSG Kuve on Kennen. And then Jungler, we have SS. So I'm going to go through Samsung, then I'll go through SKT. We have Ambition on Zach. Mid lane Crown is on Malzahar. Ruler took Zaya, which is a pick that we haven't really seen him on during this tournament. And then finally, we have poor JJ on Gianna, which is an extremely strong pick. We have to remember that Ardent Sensor was meta during. The patch that they're playing in. Uh, we're gonna roll over to SKT. Huni played Nar out of top lane. Uh, Peanut took Gragas. Faker took Cassiopeia, as Brandon mentioned before. Faker Cassiopeia, kind of dangerous. And then Bang took Varus to essentially uh, make sure that Ruler didn't get it. And then finally, Wolf took. Uh, Wolf took Lulu, which again, Ardent Sensor meta, playing Lulu with Varus, you're going to get those extra stats. Now I'll let you take it from there, man. Yeah, so um, basically. Talk about the the kill death spread of the teams after this match? uh, We could. Um, So, uh, being a Wolf underperformed bot lane as they usually do, uh, Zaya is super lane dominant. Mm -hmm. Um, and Core JJ just knows how to play Jana really well, and and which... Ruler just knows how to play ADC very very well. Yes, very he does. Well. <laughs> uh, so the the this game is just is just super weird all around because um, you want you have a Gragas who is more mid or early game focused than a Zach would be, right? Um, 
he wasn't really making any plays. Uh, you had uh, Faker just trying to basically survive in lane um, against Crown, who once once Malzahar hits like level four or five, he has his E at like level two or three. Mm-hmm. He can pretty much keep that lane push constantly to where Cassiopeia can't roam as much as she would like. Um, and Ambition just started getting shit done. He was just um, everywhere. And then Kuve um, showing Huni how to play a split pusher uh, effectively um, on his cannon. He's he's the only person at this tournament who can play AD cannon correctly. Because mm-hmm. we've seen it done a couple of times. We've seen it AP. I mean, he's played it AP as well. But we've also seen it AD. And he's the only one that can consistently keep doing AD cannon. Which is really awesome to see. Um, yeah, uh, Huni couldn't do anything as Nar. Uh, Peanut definitely got nothing done as um, Gragas. Uh, Faker just, he tried. He tried a lot, and he just couldn't do anything as um, Cassiopeia. And then Bang and Wolf, man. I mean, uh, so it's hard to say that the support did terrible um, because they all went 0-1 except for the jungle and mid went 0-2. But, I mean, like, Bang's positioning in every single one of these games is just atrocious. It's like... In an AD carry meta where your whole support's goal is to keep the AD carry alive and do maximum damage, when your AD carry does dumb shit like walk in front of everybody and get fucking ultied by everybody, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stand back and auto attack. Granted, Varus is a lower range AD carry, but still, it's like. Uh, and lower range, though. He's- yeah, that's true. So, um, but yeah, so th- this game was just like, you know, Samsung took first game and granted everyone expects this to happen in SKT, right? Because SKT is really bad in the first game. They always are. That is a one game. If you could ever try to take a game off SKT, it's either the first or the second game because they'll either falter in one of those. But the crazy thing, game two happens. Mm-hmm. And, and it Let's let's go ahead and I'll, roll around I'll, game two. Yeah, I'll uh I'll oh I guess I guess we could have said uh, game one. Um, uh, Samsung won with a seventy five point three to sixty one point eight thousand gold, and then um, Samsung won seven to zero. They ruled it. <laughs> they did right? a perfect game against SKT. Yeah, um, one tower was destroyed and one Baron was stolen in this game. And that's all SKT got. Yeah. The rest, the rest, literally, eleven towers, three there, inhibs, there one There was literally one full blown team fight in this match, and Samsung won it. After and, after SKT stole the Baron. Yeah, SKT steals the Baron, <clears throat> and Samsung just goes, "Oh, all of SKT's here," and Kuve teleports in. Meanwhile, Nar is bot lane trying to keep minions from pushing into the base. Kuve teleports in. He gets an ult off on Kennen from behind SKT. Stuns four of them. They kill all of them except for one. And that is the Nar who booked it back to base. <laughs> yeah. He comes in he comes in as mini Nar. Like he waits to TP and then by the time he TPs, he doesn't come in until he's mini Nar. Mm-hmm. What the actual fuck? And, like, <clears throat> they were all so low. Like, 
Faker did an amazing job. Bang did actually really good in this fight to get them so low. But as soon as Kuve came in and ultied everybody, like there's nothing they can do. If the if the Nar could have TP'd in when he did, if he was just Mega Nar, he all he had to do was jump, flash, and ulti three of them into the wall. Three of those guys would be dead instantly because they were so low. But uh, Huni was just really bad with his uh, Nar ultimate timings, or just being in Mega Nar, um, yeah. and yeah, was yeah. just really bad. But then we'll go to the reverse matchup here <clears throat> for game two. I'll go over this, and then you can talk about it if you want. For sure. So, um, and just uh, to note, Samsung was on blue side first game. Samsung was on blue side second game, and Samsung was on blue side third game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. SKT valued the last pick uh, for top lane. Um, so, anyway. <clears throat> so, uh, for the blue side was Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> You have uh, Kuve on Nar, Ambition on uh, J4, Crown on um, Malzahar. <laughs> Malzahar. I don't know why I spaced on that. Ruler on Zaya again, and then Core JJ on uh, Janna again. And then for SKT on the red side, you had um, Yasao in the top lane for Huni. Peanut was on Gragas again. Faker on his amazing rise. Bang on his uh, Varus again with Wolf. Um, as Lulu. And then the way picks and bans went, literally pick for pick for pick for pick for pick until the second round. Like, what the actual fuck, dude? Um, <laughs> so, whatever. So, this match starts uh, Huni taking Yasuo in the top lane was a risk. It's something that's strong into Nar. If the person who plays Nar doesn't know how to play against a Yasuo. Um, Kuve knows how to play against Yasuo, but nonetheless, Peanut and Faker both try to facilitate uh, Huni getting ahead and getting fed on Yasuo, and they do a pretty good job of it. Uh, Huni takes minions. They get an early flash out of Kuve before the minions even start to come in uh, in the in blue side jungle, and so it's looking like things are going towards SKT's favor. I want to say that SKT got their first three kills early game, and they got them on two of the kills, went to Faker in mid lane, who's on his rise. We know how dangerous that is. And one of them went to Huni in the top lane. Now, yeah, Faker even TP'd or ulted Huni into turret range, and they yeah. got the kill on Crown. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, all that being said, in the bot lane, Bang and Wolf were getting their asses handed to them by Ruler and Core JJ. Now, Ruler is taking so much attention by the mid-game of this game that Faker, and I want to say it was more than just Faker. I want to say someone else teleported in, but Faker ults to bot lane to get Core JJ. He goes to drop his root on Core JJ. Core JJ ults immediately. And this is with, I want to say, four members of SKT right there to kill him. Ults immediately, backs up, gets to safety. At the same time, uh, Kuve teleports in from top lane into bottom bush. Oh, this is, at, this is at Dragon Pit. Was it at Dragon Pit? No. But yeah, was- yeah, because they, they just... So SKT just took uh, Mountain Drake... Um, 
And then Gragas ultis onto Ruler to section him off, but he ultis oh, him yeah. into... <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and Ruler, like, stayed alive somehow. Yeah. He just stayed yeah. alive through all of it. So, uh, Kuve teleports in, he gets the stun off, he gets the gnar off, and he just destroys them. Um, yeah, that's where the game... That's pretty much where the game just turned on its head, because yeah. before then... I mean, before then, they were. I mean, they were ahead by uh, almost three thousand gold at now, the twenty-one how, minute how mark. Many, and then... how many escapes did Ruler pull off in this match? Because I want to say Bang threw his ultimate at Ruler like five times and whiffed it because Ruler was always ready with his ultimate. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Basically, <laughs> every time, every time Bang would flash ulti, Ruler would just ulti. And he just had that unlock, and then it got to the point where he had a QSS. So every time Varus ulted, he would just QSS and ulti the Gragas barrel or the uh, Yasao wind wall. So yeah. um, really well played by Ruler here. Uh, the problem is, I don't think the Yasao was the problem here. I just think that you have Bang and Wolf not performing up to par, and then Peanut just fucking being there. Granted, Peanut has always just needed to be there. But uh, in that fight alone, uh, Huni as hey, uh, Yasao... Grab my son, okay? Yeah, that's fine. Huni as Yasao could not get... Could not get... Um, could not get onto a ruler. And, I mean, Pina ultied ruler, but it ultied him too far away from the Yasao knockup. And... Um, but the, the biggest problem was Bang. Bang literally flash ulted onto Ambitions J4 in the Baron in the Dragon Pit, sorry, uh, before Elder spawn, and literally fought against J4 Ruler and Core J, Core JJ by himself. He had no teammates around him, and the whole and the his whole team was actually like above him. Really questionable play by him. Really don't know what the fuck was going on there. Um, but yeah, just not not very good at all. And uh, I'll just state this. Um, so this game, uh, Samsung won with 69.1 thousand gold to 57.7 thousand gold. You have uh, nine kills to three kills for Samsung. Uh, Samsung ended up getting uh, 11 towers, three in hibs, basically all the towers, all in hibs. Uh, they slain two barons. They only got one dragon in this one, um, where SKT got a Rift Herald, two dragons, but they only got two towers. So they almost had it, uh, but they just picked really dumb team fights, and uh, Ruler just fucking destroyed them. So what are you going to do? So since he's not back yet, we will roll on to the third and final game. Yes, I said third and final because it only went to three games because Samsung, what the fuck, barbecue. So Samsung pull out a really, really strong um, lineup here. Uh, top lane, uh, Kuve is on the Cho'Gath. Ambition is on Sejuani. Crown on the his Malzahar three games in a row. Ruler gets the uh, virus this game and Core JJ on the Lulu. And then on SKT side, their red side again. Uh, Huni is on Trundle to deal with the Cho'Gath and the Sejuani. Blank came in to, as a relief hitter for the 
um, for Peanut, but he went out Gragas as well. Faker pulling out the Karma mid strange, but they don't need a they needed an ardent sensor uh, user because Bang went Tristana, which looked really good, and then Wolf on fucking Leona. Whoa. So for this game, honestly, um, yeah, SKT had this game. This was their game to win. Um, they're going around killing everything. Faker, Faker did really fucking well this game. He put his team on his back. He's like, let's do this. Fun fact, I did not know this until this game. Uh, Karma's tether, when you put it on Malzahar, when he has his shield, it does not matter because it procs twice. First proc is it binds the tether to her, and then if she's still in range, then it locks you down. This spell shield does not stop the initial proc from happening. It, it would only stop the second proc if it happened, but it wouldn't because you would still be attacked. So really good counter to Crown's Malzahar. Andy's back. Um, I'm on game three. I already went through the lineup. Um, so yeah, Faker looking pretty pretty well on this Karma. Um, taking a page out of um, Misfit's handbook, though, right? Uh, pulling out the Karma mid. Yeah. But this game literally at they were um, at the thirty one minute mark they were six point nine thousand gold ahead of Samsung, and at any time you would be like, oh shit, like <clears throat> they're gonna win, like they have to win, right? Mm -hmm. But 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 Samsung, uh, but <laughs> no, it's not even Samsung. It's fucking Bang, dude. So, Wolf catches out Ruler as Varus. Um, Wolf being Leona. Uh, stuns, ultis, and stuns again the Varus. The Varus, all he has to do is hit Barrier. And Bang throws his bomb on him. Hits him two times and ultis him away to safety. Bang jumps forward. Hits him two times and ultis uh, Ruler away to safety without killing him. Mm-hmm. Because Bang jumped forward, he jumps forward into Ambition's old team. Uh, Ambition was on Sejuani. Yeah. <clears throat> so now he's frozen. And then Kuve just silences, ruptures, auto-attacks, and feces on Bang. Kills him instantly. No more AD carry. In an AD carry meta, the fight was over. They took Baron. And from then, they just steamrolled it in. Um, SKT won a, a, another fight. A little bit, not really. <laughs> no, they didn't really win another fight. They just, yeah. Um, that was a turning point. That was the point where they lost. Then they tried to get a little cheeky. They tried to, you know, they try to get in there, but uh, Faker died instantly. He got caught out mid lane. Um, he dodged one ulti, but then got killed by the other. Or something. I think it was. I think it was Ruler. Ruler ultied uh, Karma, and they all just collapsed on him instantly. Faker died immediately, and uh, they just pushed it in for the win, killed everybody else. Uh, really sad to see. Uh, really, really sad to see. Uh, Faker was basically crying. Basically, he was, he was wailing. Crying. He was wailing when uh, Samsung came to shake his hand. He still was like crying. They kind of it was like awkward. They were like standing there waiting to shake his hand, and he was just like devastated. Really, really sad to see from him. I think. He is still the best player. Even though he lost, he's yeah. just... His team just 
did not want to win this game no. or any no, of these games. They did it. They did not. So when this match started, I I was already concerned because I was like, oh man, SKT Uni's taking Trundle. That is a huge counter pick to the meta essentially. Um, Janna's out. She's been banned out, and it, oh, but Barris is up, and yeah. So, and, and so I'm, I'm thinking SKT is going to take this game. They have Trundle. They have the ability to split push. They have like they have so much pressure, and they have so much uh, utility out of the Karma in the mid lane. And it wasn't enough. Like, I want to, like, Faker tried to drag his team kicking and screaming to a victory. So much so that he took Karma, who isn't exactly strong out of the mid lane, but Karma, who can facilitate from the mid lane. He takes Karma, and it's just not enough. They lose. And that was Mm -hmm. it. And he probably feels the worst because it was literally him getting caught out in mid lane as the reason why they lost. Yeah, that was that was like the final straw. It was just. But I mean, you can't. I mean, he f- literally ruler flash ulted onto Karma, and the whole team just like, oh fuck, let's go, and they just killed him instantly. Mm-hmm. Like that's not Faker's fault. Like, and then ruler uh, survived that somehow. Oh yeah, that was the craziest part. So they yeah they all pile in on him, and he's auto attacking Huni and just life stealing the shit out of him. Yeah. Holy cow! He's, he's so he gets ruler jumps in, gets the ult off on Faker, and then uh, Peanut, who's coming around the back end with Huni, comes back or he comes around. He throws his ultimate to try to to try to create some peel for his team, knocks. Peanut or knocks Ruler back into him. Ruler is down to like 10% health. Ruler, instead of trying to get away, immediately turns and starts auto attacking Peanut. Meanwhile, poor JJ shields Ruler, so he's getting the the uh, ardent sensor, the ardent sensor procs, and he's healing off of his Blade of the Ruined King. He kills Peanut, and Hooney's there, just like. Oh crap! And he just books it away as Ruler is getting a few auto attacks off on him. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, like uh, yeah, as soon as I was like, "Oh my god, he's not dying!" Like, "Oh my god, dude, so crazy!" And at the end of that fight, he was back at full health. Like it. Was yeah, he was. Like that, and that's why you see Arden Sensor is nerfed in the current form it is mm-hmm. because that's too fucking strong. Yeah, and it had to take that healing off. That's too, too many stats for free, essentially. Yep. So our new overlords are S or almost SKT, uh, Samsung Galaxy. This is the same organization that won when SKT did not make it in season four. So technically. They're in the running. Uh, SKT has won three titles, and Samsung has now won two. Um, so yeah, good good shit by them uh, overall. Um, I wanted to hit these questions really quick um, for, for you. I'm kind of running out of time. I need to get ready for work. Yeah, I know. So, so let's, let's um, get through them. 
So, uh, so for the questions, uh, I just want to get your take. How did you feel about the world's format? So, like, the playing stage, um, how do you feel about the best of ones and then the best of fives for the quarter, semis, and finals? So, I think the playing stage was actually pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. It made it to where some, some teams that wouldn't have had a chance to make it in had that chance. They didn't make it, but they had a chance to make it. Um, that being said, so you so you like this better than just automatically putting two wild cards into worlds yes, after absolutely. the wild card tournament? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I I think it was a, a whole lot better. I think I think having teams actually having to compete for a wild card slot rather than you know just like hey uh, you were like the fourth best in your region wild card. Boop. <laughs> I think that well actually they well so well, they, they used to have the wild card tournament yeah they go with the wild card yeah so this is basically just they just added the wild card tournament in this with um major regions yeah which I like better because if you think about it instead of um because I don't remember how many wild card teams there were but in four groups of three right. Is that what it was? Was it four groups? Yeah, four groups of three. So now you have two teams, two individual wildcard teams getting to play against at least one major region team. Whereas before, you play all wildcard teams and then only two of them get to play against world's teams, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is so much better. Granted, you would think the third seeds aren't as good as the first and second seeds, but as we can tell... Uh, Team WE and Fnatic and Cloud9, all three were in this um, stage, and all three of them made it to quarters. Yeah. Um, Hintity hint hint. Uh, I think it was really good. I think if Cloud9 and Fnatic were not, I don't know as much for WE, but I, if they were not in this playing stage, I don't think they would have got out of groups. I don't don't think that they would have ramped up enough to play as well as they did. Yeah. Uh, Especially Fnatic. Fnatic basically shit the bed for the first week. Mm-hmm. And was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, when they yeah, and then, um, uh, because, because NALCS is going to, back to a best of one format, same with EU, um, I wanted your take on best of ones. How do you feel about them? Do you think it's, it's, a, good, it's a good strategy to have, or what do you think? So... I think having it as part of the national tournaments is fine. Um, however, there is still like the issue of like, oh, but once you get into worlds, most of, like the matches that matter are like best of fives. Well, mm-hmm. the only way to so the teams that are going to be going to worlds are going to be teams that had to make it into the knockout stage of of the nationals, right? So teams that would have already had to have played best of fives, or at least best of threes. Right. So it, the teams that should be going to world should be teams who are already accustomed to that format. As I see it. And since half of worlds is best of ones, I feel like having the regular season be best of ones is completely reasonable. Yeah. The problem I don't like with best of ones is the cheese factor. Um, oh, that you could because, just, like, you could choose a 
super off oddball team and win because yeah one match yeah so that's the part i don't like obviously i don't like the less amount of games but i mean it does help against player burnout but just in this world format in general we we can get into the nalcs when that comes around but um i think it's good because you need you need a, a shit ton of games and you cannot have best of threes um two best of threes for each one of these teams like that that's way too much um i think it's good um i like the best of ones in the groups and then i like how it gets more serious uh when it gets to quarters semis i'm glad i'm glad quarters is no longer a best of three and then semis finals is best of fives Mm -hmm. um so i do like the best of fives better um so yeah pretty interesting all right so um just go i mean we gotta be real quick uh, we'll start with NA. Um, let me let me get your feelings on TSM Mortals Cloud Nine. How do you think? <clears throat> you personally, like I I know all the you know Reddit so, and everything is hating, but go ahead. So Immortals is essentially salt in the wound. They're gone. Like there's, <laughs> uh, they didn't do well, but they are gone. So I'm not going to go after Immortals. That I'm happy that such a new team made it to Worlds. That's about it. TSM has been to Worlds, I have seven every year. times now. Yeah, every and year. And has, has done this poorly every time. So that speaks for itself. I think TSM needs a major overhaul. They need. They definitely need a new coach. They're going to need a new jungler. They are, like, the best portion of their team is Hanser out of top lane, Bjergsen out of mid lane, and their bottom lane is questionable. I like Biofrost and I like Double Lift, but if they choke the way that they do during a international tournament that isn't Rift Rivals, then that's a problem. Um, and Cloud9, I still say, easily by far the best international team. They still have some hiccups that they got to work through. And they also need to they need to go about playing the game that they want to play earlier on in the tournament than playing what everyone else is playing because in it in his curse during the beginning, during the group stage of this tournament was playing Rise out of mid lane. All of them did it. The the first two games that Cloud9 played or third first three games four games that Cloud9 played. I'm pretty sure they played Rise out of Midman. Same with TSM. Same with Immortals. And it just wasn't a pick that was working out for NA. And so when they continued to pick it and continued to lose, it wasn't an advised strategy. Whereas when we go to EU and we talk about teams like Misfits, Misfits just they went, yeah let's okay. let's 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 do that let's no, go uh, so so um and look, we're gonna end on eu by the way we're gonna end on eu Cause, yeah because okay. i gotta go okay so go ahead yeah but eu you have g2 esports and you have misfits and fanatic fanatic didn't start winning until they tried new things misfits was extremely successful because they would play one game. They would go like, okay, these, this is what happened. This is what's going on. We need to make the game go to... We need to play the game that we want to play. We can't play the game that the enemy wants to play. So they would just go in with crazy picks. They would have 
Parma mid. They would have Leona bot lane with Fervor, which was awesome and crazy. But it's... So, when you have these, like, good strategies and you have a team like Misfits taking SKT to five games... There, I feel like EU had a lot of success. It was sad that G2 couldn't make it out of groups. Uh, Fnatic made it out of groups and, and lost to RNG, but Misfits making out of groups and going five, up to five games with SKT, I think that shows a lot of, especially for such a new team that Misfits is, that shows a lot of strength on the side of the EU team. And I hope, I really hope that EU, uh, Misfits dominate this coming season in EU. Yeah, I do too. Um, so for my feelings, I'll go back to NA real quick. Uh, TSM as a flop, as normal. I think they need to break up this team. Uh, they're already going to get a new coach. That's our, We already know that. Um, I wonder if this best of ones is going to help them, honestly, because that's the part that they don't do well in. I mean, how many times have they made it to quarters? Maybe once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. But like we already know TSM is a really, really good best of five team. That's why they won North America that's why they keep winning North America because you have to win on a best of five and they always do. Um, so maybe going back to a best of one format will actually help them. <clears throat> maybe they can uh, get over whatever the fuck they're doing. I don't know. Uh, Immortals. Um, I'm the same with you, but I'm going to go on a different route. I think this team is amazing. Um, I think that they've done incredible things throughout the NA split. I just think nerves got the best of them. And then they started, you know, feeling like they were in quicksand, trying to get out of it. Um, I think if this team... I really want to see this team again, obviously in a different... Um, under a different banner. But I want... I, I do... I really hope that this team stays together. I think Cody Sun is could be one of the best eighty carries we've ever seen in North America. And I think uh, support like Olay could really help them achieve that. And then, you know, you got... Your top laner and your jungler is super solidified. The only other person I'm worried about on that team is your boy, and that's Pole Belter. And I, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he wants to keep playing. It doesn't seem like he wants to keep playing from he is, he is a, his play. A super veteran. Yeah, so that's the only thing I'm, I'm interested about, but we'll see. Um, and then we'll go to Cloud9. Um, Cloud9 has problems. Uh, I've said it so many times. They have drafting issues. I do like Reaper as a coach. I think he he's done amazing with this team. The fact that they lost high and became this like team that had no direction. He's done such a good job. I hope he stays. I hope this whole team stays. I think Contracts is starting to come into his own. Um, and then if Impact looked like he was having fun again on that cinch pick, honestly... And in this world, I think he might be revitalized to play for another season. We'll see. But um, I don't know about that. I think I think yeah, he'll get I don't. my SKT. <laughs> eh, maybe. I mean, they do need a new top laner. So, um, but yeah, uh, Cloud9 looking really good. I mean, they're my boys. I have love for them. Um, just a couple of drafting mistakes and a couple of, um, uh, I guess, execution errors, I would call it. But that's my boys. Those are Cloud9. So, hell yeah. Hell uh, and then going on to EU, um, I thought G2 played really well. Uh, they were in a really tough group. I think if they were in any other group, they might have gotten out. Um, I definitely think they played better than Cloud9. 
definitely played better than um, uh, Fnatic. So they could have got out of either A or B. And even uh, even D, sorry. <clears throat> I think they could have easily took out uh, Misfits. I don't think that they would have let Misfits... Oh, I'm sorry. They wouldn't be in there. Sorry. <laughs> they could have uh, been there. That, that doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they did come in as a first seed, and that was actually a, that actually worked against them, which was sad to see. Mm-hmm. But uh, as North America will take it, I guess, even though it didn't work out for us either. Uh, Misfits looking really good. Um, the problem I have, again, is what I said. We saw G2 do really well at, at an international tournament. Let's see how they would do coming into it. They need to refine what they did. Obviously, they're not the best, but we've seen that they have the potential to destroy really, really high-end teams. So let's see if they continue that um, and hopefully build a legacy because that's what this is all about. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, Fnatic. Fnatic is like you expect them to be at Worlds every year because they're such a solidified name, but, man, they are just all over the place. And... Um, <laughs> I don't know, like, Reckless looks like the best player, and then he looks like, um, he just looks like an average player. So, more consistency. I think their best uh, player out of everything was definitely um, Soaz in the top lane. I think he really stepped it up for being such a super veteran, and for him being like, you know what, give me my NAR pick, give me my carry picks, I'm going to carry this game, and he does, uh, shows a lot out of him, so... Um, yeah, just a lot more to work on, obviously. Um, we'll see how this next season turns around. Um, but yeah, um, interested to see. Uh, we'll, next time, we'll, we can talk about how we feel about China, Korea, wild cards, and then about NA and EU moving forward. But unfortunately, I am currently out of time. I have to get ready for work. Yeah. Um, you so, need to do that, um, man. Yeah, so... <laughs> this was the uh, episode 25 of the Twisted Trio podcast. If you like us, follow us on Facebook. That is the Twisted Trio podcast on Facebook. Um, from there, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us at, uh, at Twisted Trio pod on the tweets. We do not tweet currently, but hopefully one day we will. Uh, I started a little bit during group stages, but um, it's kind of hard, especially when it's that late at night or early for some of us. It's like 1 a.m. for me. Um, and anything else you can't put into uh, Facebook or tweet, go ahead and email us at mail.twistedtrio at gmail.com. Um, if you like us, leave us a review on iTunes. I know we're on iTunes now. We're on Google Play. Leave us a review wherever you have it. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Um, and sorry about the break. We should be back weekly now, now that everything is back to normal. And now that my schedule doesn't intervene with Ricky's schedule. This is actually pretty interesting. So, um, so yeah. So uh, catch us next time. We'll probably be talking about the new rune system, how we feel about them, and everything. So, uh, that is it for us. Season is here, everyone. Ooh. Yep. So I am your host, uh, Brennan Kamini Hawk Weber, here with Richard Campy Dragon Medina, and we'll catch you guys next time. See you later. Bye bye.